pastor is not here today. He's on vacation. Ask me to take place for him, but we'll find out one thing about it. We still got the same God. And another thing I thought about is when I was a young man, I used to work as a welder. We will find that he was like a cat. He was always watching. But when he was gone, the mice played. So the pastor's gone, the mice can play today. Uh huh. So when we think about God is so good, I thought about different things. Like I told somebody, I said I changed my topic maybe four or five times, I don't know. And uh, finally I changed it. And now I don't know, but maybe I'm back to the same one that I started with. So we're in bad shape when we think about this uh, being up here today. But there's one thing about it. My God is alive. My God is well. And we have aches and we have pains. But I like the song there because one of these days the pains are going to be gone. One of these days the heartaches are going to be gone. One of these days we're going to take and walk on streets of gold. And in this world, I think about it, what little we have that we have to gain within this world. I was about a little after three this morning. I woke up wondering yet, went to sleep wondering, thought, do I have the right thing? I guess I do. I need God's help, though. But as I woke up this morning, there's the first thing was coming to my mind, and that was what I was going to speak on, and that's choice. And as I laid there and I thought about it for a while, why all at once, God just seemed like give me a dream or a thought. And as I thought about it, God, we will find, he took and rescued his people. He set them free. They were slaves. All he wanted them to do is follow him. That's the only choice they had was to follow him. And you know what? They made a choice. What they did, they made him a golden cow. Now, how foolish can we get when you think about it? Well, we'll find that it goes on. He took and wanted them to take and serve him and walk in his way. So he gave them prophets and, and he gave them all kinds of help. We'll, we'll find out one thing about it. They took him out and they beat him and stoned him and killed him. Uh-huh. So we'll find he went a little further and he gave the people their heart's desire. And that is they wanted a king. But God wanted to be their king. Huh. Think about it. And we'll find out that the kings, most of them went bad anyway. And they didn't like the order of the kings in the first place. They wanted a king, but they wanted to be like others. But saints, we're not to be like others we are to be like him. But we'll find another choice that they had. He gave them one a king like the king had, but this here one was flesh and blood too. And it was his son. But we will find they took his son and they crucified him. But after they got done, we'll find the world rejoiced, so to speak. But that one that was the son of God, we will find. He sits on the throne today. He is king of kings. He is the one that we worship. He is the one that we give the praise and the glory to. When it comes down to choice, 
we have choice today. I'm so thankful that I had that choice at one time. And I am thankful, too, when I look at it, and I've mentioned this many times, that, see, I realized that I was a sinner. I might not have been like Paul, a chief of sinner, the greatest of sinners, but I was lost and I was undone without God or without his son. But then when I thought about that, I had my choice. And I took my choice and I asked the Lord to forgive me of my sins. There's many people today that say, you know, one thing, uh, I've really never done anything wrong. Well, I never was. Saints, I'm here to say, if you was not a sinner, you're making God a liar. And another thing you want to think about, the blood of Jesus was shed then for nothing. Because many people today think about it. If I am good, if I am good, well, then I've got heaven made. Well, I was better than you, so therefore, that's why. No, saints, it hasn't got anything to do with you or me. But we will find out Jesus Christ was the one who paid the price. The blood of Jesus was shed. The price was paid. And saints, I'm here to say, you don't even have to really do anything except for take a choice. I want to serve you. And that's what it's all about. Choosing God. And we will find that when we look at this, choosing, we have a right to choose. We choose the world or we choose God. Or we choose darkness, or we choose light. I'm here to say today, if you take and love the children of light. And thanks when I thought about that there, we are a different people. See, Jesus come into this world, but thanks when he looks round down the light of the world, because he come to light every man. When you melt life to him, it was a choice, not force. We'll have to go to church because the Almighty knows if you've got it or you're not got it. And that's what we do. Many times I find out, too, we serve a God. But our God is a golden calf. You say, what do you mean by that? Because we serve the church. We do not serve God. It's what the church says. It's the church rule. Saints, it's not got anything to do with it. We are God's chosen people. We are God's church. There was a church in the beginning called the church of the wilderness. Saints, there's a church today that Jesus Christ, he has become the one that is the head of the church. He's the one that paid the price for the church. He is not looking upon the rules, but what he is looking on is sin. Sin is darkness. And we are not the people of the darkness. We are the children of day. If you're here, say praise the Lord. All right, I'm glad. You know, I, I don't know if the Lord heard you, but I couldn't hardly. So, but well, let's think about this here. Sometimes we just forget what we're here for. If you come to hear me, I'm here to say you come to hear the wrong person. But if you come to hear what God has to say, then I believe what you need to do is open up your ears. And you'll find out sometimes God can speak in those ears something that I have not even said. Bring to your remembrance. Bring to light, so to speak, what you should have done yesterday or shouldn't have done. Think, we do not serve a pastor. We do not serve a church. But we serve a God, the one that lights the whole world. We'll find out if you think about it. It's all in choice. Choice we'll find. 
<coughs> Ecclesiastics, in the second chapter, in the 14th verse, probably already got it up there. When you get as slow as me, why, it don't take much for machines to get ahead. But we'll find out when I look at this here. The wise man's eyes are in his head. Huh? We get in trouble sometimes with our eyes in our head, you know. But God gives us those eyes for a special purpose. But a fool walketh in darkness. I thought about that, and I was beginning to think about the light and about how foolish it is. We need to keep our light lit, like the ten virgins. There were five of them that was wise. They kept their lamp burning. Us as Christians, we need to keep ourselves prayed up. Because, see, you don't know when you're going to walk into darkness. Uh, I didn't mean that you're going to sin, but you'll find you're in a dark world. And we'll find out that that light, we know, has to shine all the time. Because when it shines, we will find out that darkness has to move. And me and my boy, Bruce, we were out hunting. And I, we shot a deer. And the deer went into the thicket. And it was like a bunch of evergreen cedars. And we finally, we got down on our knees in places and we crawled. It was so dark back in there after about an hour's time. It was light when we went in. But we'll find out that my boy said, my light went out. I went over to him and I said, well, you know one thing? I said, we know where the fence is if we can get to it. We crawled on our knees in different places and we got up there uh, and we found the fence. And so we would find then it was lighter out there. It wasn't so many trees. We knew where we were going. And so we didn't need our light. You know, that's the way with God. We'll find out sometime. You know, when things get a little bit rough, things start getting, well, we'll find out, well, I should have been praying a little bit more. I had been able to see. But we'll find out. Then when we get everything going merry and, oh, it's just so nice. You know, I know where I'm at. I know my next step. And now I don't need the light. Saints, I'm here to say we're in a dark world. We need a light at all times. We'll find out the devil is a fly old ox. A fly old ox. Get it right there. And we'll find out that we don't know what he's going to do. We don't know what he's going to do. But we got eyes in our head. And those eyes were given to us to look, to see, to look around and know what's going on. And know the places that we shouldn't be and we should be. We'll find out there's some places that we feel like it's all right to be because we know we are Christians. But I'm here to say that's what we say, you know, I don't like laws. I don't like nobody tell me where I can go, what I can do. You know, well, see, you don't have to. You know what? I can sin all I want to sin. But I don't want to sin anymore. See, I've got my freedom. I've got my choice. I've got eyes in my head. And also, I've got a light on my pathway. And as I walk, Saints, I know where my next step is going to be. Well, I think about it. There's somebody in the church that I know once. Every once in a while I see them. They got their ankle sprained or they got their arm banged up. And that's pay. You never know which way it's going to be, you know. 
It wasn't like she was late for church either, her and her husband and her family. But we'll find out the cows got loose, so they went out and chased the cows. Well, uh, I won't say she stepped on a pie, but whatever she stepped on, uh, it made a little bit later for church. Uh huh. And so, see, we have got eyes, but we have to be careful sometimes where we step because we can get ourselves into a problem. But God is a great, big, wonderful God. You know, I've been a, a Christian for I don't even know how many years because I sometimes have trouble knowing how old I am anymore. But we'll find out when you think about it. That's not what counts. That's not what counts. It's the last step. It's the last mile of the way. Oh, I've been so great. Lord, when I get there, I can tell you about it. Uh, yes, I cast out devils and I healed the sick. I've done this and I've done that. And you know, I'm not giving him any credit. I never done anything. I just went to him and he done the casting out. He done the healing. He done the saving. I'm here to say, oh, how great I am. No, the I am is Jesus Christ. And I am what I am because the I am says I am. All right. And that is quite a mouthful for an old guy like me. But let's think about it. My pastor is supposed to be uh, watching me from what I understand. But I want to get him a smile. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> all right. God bless him. And uh, I, I'm thankful for our pastor. I really am. He's, uh, he's kind of like everything else that I just talked about. We'll find out. He was sent to us. He's a chosen vessel of God. How he lives or what he does, that'll be up to him. But he's the one right now. He's chosen for us. He, he is the one that's given us the word. And I'm thankful for him. But uh, you say you get a feather in your hat for that. When I get this old, you don't need a feather. It'll take you down. All right. Okay. Well, let's go on. It's a choice. Choice. Everything is a choice in life. Every road that you take is a choice in life. You get in trouble. But you chose to walk that way. The children of Israel, many times, they were told the way to go. But they said, I know a better way. Did you know when you think that way, that means you're getting smarter than God? And if you're getting smarter than God, then you must have been in the Garden of Eden and ate of the wrong tree. Uh Uh-huh. That's right. Because his ways are higher than ours. His thoughts are higher than ours. And so we'll find out. I listened to a man here a few years ago. He uh, decided what he was going to do, and he knew it was wrong. But he says he didn't care. He was so tired of the way things were going. So we went down the road, and he said the Holy Ghost spoke to him. He said, it said, turn around. He said, I didn't do it. He said, He spoke again. He said, turn around. He said, I didn't do it. He he spoke again. He said, I just turned him off. But we'll find out, saints, that the Holy Ghost will lead 
and guide you. That blood that was shed for you and me, it's a conviction. It lets us know you shouldn't go this way. You shouldn't do this. I hear many people say, well, the church don't see anything wrong with it. I don't care really what the church really thinks. I really don't. I care what God thinks. I care what God thinks. Because the church is not going to judge me. But we will find that man went ahead and took his trip. That man testified on radio. He never came back to Jesus. He says, I lost everything I ever had. A man come to me this week, talking to me. He said, are you afraid? I said, no, I'm not afraid. He said, when you go to sleep, are you afraid? I said, no, I'm not afraid when I go to sleep. He says, I am. I'm afraid every night. And I said, why? He said, well, he says, I don't know if I'm going to wake up in the morning. The man used to be saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, but still walking in darkness, knowing that the end is coming. It's very near. It is very near. We should preach more on that. The coming of the Lord is very near. I don't think no any time, but if it was 20 years, it would still be close. Whenever he decides. And then another thing, too, I said that, but Jesus doesn't really know when he's coming, according to the Bible. It's when the bride gets ready. When you and I are shining bright, Hallelujah. the Father's going to say, come. Go get her, and he'll come back and take his bride away. It's a wonderful thought. Funny how some people are. I've probably said this before. But a lady was talking to me about Jesus, and she said she was born again. Well, I thought, man, that means go. I started talking. And I told her about Jesus. He's going to split the clouds of glory. He's coming back after you and me. And the dead in Christ is going to rise. And she looked at me and said, you mean you believe all that stuff? Huh? Come on. Say, you know what? I am probably one of the craziest people in this world. And you will believe it, some of you. I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. I believe in him. There's so many times that I could have messed up. There's so many times that the devil tried to take this here life of mine by killing me. And I, I think about some people saying, you mean the devil will kill you? Well, it sure wasn't the Lord trying to kill me. And I'll tell you what. I got the report after I come through a couple of times. One time I had moments to live. One time I had 24 hours to live. And I'll be honest with you, if I'd have left this here world, I would have sure been a lot better off. But there's still something here. There's still something here. Still something to do. Like I tell some people, I, I'm really thinking this might be my last time up here. But I'm enjoying myself up here. Praise the Lord. 
Why not? Why not enjoy yourself? Why not? I, I, me, I'm a little different than you. One reason why, because I was a pastor, and I have to watch what I say and what I do, because, see, there is a pastor here, and I'm a bishop, I know that, but he is still over me. And so i got to be careful that I don't take and run over him or say something that will make think I'm uh, just correcting or making things right. I, I'm not. I, I'm just George, you know, and that's all that I am. But one day I got a call, and I didn't know really much about it, but I was in a dark place, and all it lit up. It lit up. And since that time, Jesus Christ is the one that I have served. In your eyes, I may not be much. But in the eyes of God, I'm a child of His. My mother thinks the world of me because I'm a child of hers. She says, I'm the honorest boy she ever had. I'm the worst boy she ever had. And that's because I was the only boy. But we'll find out. God loves it. God loves it. He loves us all. But we'll find that we've got choice. Choice. Choice can get you into trouble. But choice can set you free. Choice will find out it makes life a lot easier. Or choice can make it a lot rougher. We'll find that if you choose God and not the world, when trouble comes, we will find in the world, you reach for the things of the world. You reach for things called alcohol. I know, I was told that you shouldn't name sins anymore, you know, and that's rule. But that's okay. I'm up here and you're not. And so we'll find out there's things that, drugs, things like that. You can reach them and they'll take your peace. Oh, yes. But a lot of times in the morning, oh, it's a terrible morning. I wished I had not a scene last night. But, you know, I remember, too, so when we used to go to revival, have services, some people say, I don't want that stuff anymore. You know, that, that, that's for the old days. And that's, you know, uh-huh. but yet we're looking for that great revival at the end. Well, why not have a revival before the end comes? But we'll find as we look at these here things, God is the one that will give you peace. He will give you peace. And we will find in John, the third chapter, 15th verse. And this is the condemnation of the light. He's coming to the world. And man loves darkness rather than the light because their deeds were evil. Uh-huh. A shame. A shame. That's what it is. If I come to the light, I feel that condemnation because I'm not right with God. You don't have to come to an altar to get saved. And I realize that. You don't have to come to an altar to get anything. But I'll tell you what. If you don't make an altar somewhere, you're going to be in trouble. 
The altar is not used. I've often said we ought to get some more knickknacks and set on it. But uh, it is something that should be the most important within our church. It should be something that people like me, an old goat, that needs to come down and kneel at an altar. A guy that I used to know, his name is Henry. And uh, he couldn't kneel because his knees were so bad. One day I asked him, I says, what are you praying for? I said, you don't stay down very long. He said, I want the Holy Ghost. Henry Frazier was his name. No, it wasn't Frazier. I can't think of his name. Huh? Cravener, yes. And so Henry Cravener said, I'm looking for the Holy Ghost. I said, well, you don't have to stay down there very long. But I'll tell you one thing. I said, you need to get a hold of God. He said, my legs hurt so bad I can't. I said to him, I said, well, he said, just sit down on the altar and pray. And so he sat down on the altar for a while, different times, and prayed. And one day I was preaching, and I talked about Paul laying hands on people, and they received the Holy Ghost. And, you know, sometimes you preach, but you don't have much faith or belief in what you're preaching. That's sad. But we'll find out. The man walked up in front of the church and said, Lay your hands on me and pray for me. He said, like Paul did, and let me receive that Holy Ghost. I, 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 yeah, I, I wondered what to do. But the Bible said it, and I just preached it, and I laid my hands on it and prayed for it. And the man started speaking in tongues right away. God is still the same God today. Revivals can be the same as they were yesterday, today the same. God is the same today as he was yesterday. What is the difference? The difference is as the people. We've got so much. We really don't need God. We don't really need to say the blessing of our food. I got enough in my cupboard that I could almost feed an army for a week. Yeah. And the other day, I love peanut butter. Oh, man, I eat peanut butter like you wouldn't believe it. The other day, my wife found a jar of peanut butter. And she said, I don't know how it ever got there. Well, I set it back there, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago, so that she wouldn't get into it. But I forgot about it. And it was so old, she had to throw it away. I'll tell you what, when you get old, don't put nothing away. Don't put nothing away. Huh? But... But we'll find out as we think about this condemnation, feeling, feeling. I'm glad for conviction. I'm glad for it. It's something that we need. It's something that will tap us on the shoulder and say, keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes open. Uh Yeah. Your light's getting dim. You need to take and pray a little bit. You need to shine a little brighter. Yeah. The world is looking for you today. And looking for me. Because why? We are the light of the world. Somebody that's never had a Bible maybe. But if you're around them. They will see you. They will read. You're different than other people. You act different than other people. You talk different than other people. 
You don't say, well, go to church and that'll help you. No. Tell them about Jesus. Tell them about the light. Tell them about the change. Tell them that they've got a chance if they just reach out and choose this day. And you, you find out that it does work. But sometimes, many times I find out somebody says, pray for me. I'll do that. When they mean pray for you, why not just pray for them? That's the time to pray for them. Think about these things. We'll find out, be in conviction. It is a good thing to have feelings. Good thing to have eyes. A good thing how God has created man and woman. How he put a soul within us. Uh-huh. How he also put something called feelings. Some people, and some people look at their brain and think it's a soul. But it's not the soul of man. It's the brain and uses the soul of man. We will find out. God owns that soul and he will take that soul. Choice. Choice. You can give your soul to God or else you can take and give your soul to the enemy. I would like to take and go to Ephesians, the fifth chapter. We were sometimes darkness, but now are light in the Lord. And we walk as children of light. Think about it. It says that we were sometime darkness. At one time, you were a sinner. One time, you was lost and undone. Everyone on the face of this earth. There's no difference. We all start out the same. We all start out in a dark world. Waiting for that call. Now, every person gets a call. Every person. And the first thing you hear, especially smart people, what about those people in Africa? Hey, in their time way back there, they were taught, maybe not like you and me, but let's say they were taught one thing, honor thy father and mother. When the judgment comes, God knows how to judge. They may be a headhunter, but that's okay. It's God's word that they're breaking. They know. If you know to do good and do it or not, it is sin. It is wrong. But you don't understand. I've heard that message a lot to me. You don't understand. Well, see, if you take that word don't understand, it's this way. When I was a little boy, there's some things I didn't understand. I was told, when you get older, you'll understand. When I become a teenager, there's some things I wanted to do and go. And I was told no, but we will find out why. Well, when you get older, you'll understand. Well, then I went and got married, and I asked some questions. Well, when you get older... You'll understand. Now, I'll tell you what. I'll be 80 before long if the good Lord lets me live. But I'm not going to ask any questions. 
Because you know why? You'll understand when you get older. Uh huh. But see, if you're understanding God's ways, He'll show you the ways. And then you'll understand the ways. But at the time, you may not understand the way, and He's not going to tell you the ways, because why? You're not ready to step in those places or those shoes at this time. God knows when you are ready. I'd like to go just a little further here. Somebody said I just preached too long, but that's okay. Uh, I always looked at it this way. You come through a door, you can go back through the door. Well, preacher ain't going to let me back up here again. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But anyway, we have to think about it. Uh, I'd like to look at it here that we all, we all have sinned. We all were born in darkness. We all come from the same place. We were all given a soul. And we'll find Samuel, he was a man that God had selected. He even called him a seer, uh, and he was a prophet like. And we'll find out that there was a man called Saul. And Saul was a nobody. <laughs> a nobody. That's all he was. His daddy had a farm. Didn't sound like much of a farm. He lost three of his mules or long-haired things, whatever they were. And we'll find out old Saul was sent out to look for him. On his way out there, God had done some talking. Now, that's how you got to where you're at today. Somewhere you met. And so as he met there, God took, and I'm going to cut it as short as I can. But Saul, we'll find then he anointed him king. And so, when you think about a king, when you come from nobody to something, we'll find a lot of people are that way. You know, boy, I would like to be, I would like to be. But why stoop to be a king when you are a child of God? Every king that I know of is dead and in the grave, and very likely there might be a couple of them that will rise when Jesus comes. But otherwise, they are a king of a lot of good and done nothing and really are nothing. They had a soul and they wasted it. Well, we'll find out we are in the same way. We got a soul, we got choice, and we can waste it. But as he went along there, we will find that he was anointed. What was he anointed by? Samuel anointed him. Okay, that is a great thing. We've had a lot of people that anointed. They anoint a lot of things. But uh, we'll find it as immediately as he left Samuel, something happened. God anointed him. And when God anointed him, the scripture says, he became a new man. Come on. We're back in the Old Testament. Made him a new man. Made him king. Made him somebody. Gave him everything. God done all that for him. Then God told him to go 
to the war and go out and slaughter the, the Amalekites. And we'll find out that as he went out there, he told him to slaughter everything out there. Every person, every beast, everything. He'd done almost, almost everything. He saved the king's life, which he was supposed to slaughter. But, you know, that would make him look good, bringing the king back. Look, at, I'm the cat, he's the mouse. Yeah. And we'll find out, though, but he got to looking at everything, and he says, you know what? This is good. This is good. This is good. He got the people with him, and the people who got to thinking the same thing. This is good. Well, see, there's a lot of things that are good in this world and a lot of things that are not bad in this world. But there's a lot of things in this world, good or bad, will take you down because why? You don't know how to handle it. And you're saying, well, this is what God gave me. But saints, I'm here to say, you ain't careful. The old devil will give you enough that you'll find out that you don't have time to go to church. You don't have time to pray. You don't have time to do a lot of things. See, the things in this world, saints, we've got to keep our eyes in our head. We've got to take and make good choices. And what did Samuel tell him? He said, you obey the word of God. And he did not obey the word of God. And therefore, we will find out that it caused him trouble. And we will find out that he did ask for forgiveness, you know. And we'll find out that he did... He even talked to David about forgiveness because he wanted to kill him. And we'll find out David kind of didn't believe that that forgiveness was quite what it was supposed to be. He said, he gets a chance. He's going to kill me. That's what he's going to do. So we'll find out that after that time, what do you do when you're in sin? When you're in sin, you go deeper. You do one little thing and you say, well, I got away with it. You had choice to take it or come back, ask God to forgive you, and leave. But we'll find out as he went on further, he got into a battle. Fear got a hold of him. Fear is as of the devil. And we will find that fear was so bad he got to shaking. He didn't know what to do. And so the thing that he had got rid of, now this man done some good things. Just like, not like talking about some preachers. Preachers do some good things. But see, what you've done is through God. And you really didn't do nothing. You don't earn. You don't earn anything. But we'll find out that it goes on. And he begins to shake. And he had got rid of of all the the witches and those who uh, had evil spirits and was working on the Ouija boards and things like that, he got rid of most of them. Saw that. That's a good thing. But now he's in fear. And what does he do? Trembling, he can't get a hold of God because God didn't give him an answer because he was in the wrong. First thing he needed to do is repent. Get things right. 
And God answered, but no. And so what does he do? He asked his armor bearer. He said, do you know where there's a witch? Armor bearer said, well, yeah, I know where one is. So he went then to the side of the devil. Now you're going to get worse and worse, say. Now you're dependent on the devil. And that witch, we'll find out. I just cut that short. We'll find out she uh, called up Samuel. He had died by that time. And uh, Samuel let him know that God had uh, forsaken him because of his life and the way he'd done. Okay, then we'll find out it goes on. He hasn't ate now for 24 hours. He's shaken so bad he falls down. I'm talking about darkness. He's in darkness. He's in the world. And he's going deeper and deeper. The answer, he'd already said that he had thrown some dice out, so to speak, and he never got no answer on that there. God didn't answer him. And so he was wanting an answer, and Samuel was the one to give him an answer, but Samuel didn't have an answer for him. Saints, there's a time of coming when there's no answer for you except for Jesus Christ. That's the only answer you'll have. But we'll look at this, and it goes on a little further. Kind of a sad story in a way. But, you know, she said, the witch, you know what? You're in such bad shape, she said. I, I, maybe I'll just feed you. I'll kill a calf. I've got a calf, calf out here. Kill the calf, and I will feed you. Okay. So she bakes him bread, bakes him up, kneads it all up, you know, and we'll find, fixes him a meal. And that meal, after he eats that their meal, he gets a little strength, so to speak, from the eating. But then it goes on a little bit further. He steps out of there and goes into the night, goes into the dark. And I know I'm talking about dark. But he got already further in sin and further in sin. He's going downhill, so to speak. He is in darkness and doesn't know his next step. He steps out the door and walks just a little way, and he gets hit by an arrow. He turns to his armor bearer and he says, kill me. Armor bearer said, oh, I, I, I am not going to kill you. You come to the place that there's nothing left. You're in darkness. You haven't got a thing. Yes, look at all he had. He had the gold. He had this. He had that. But saints, he had nothing. And then we will find out he pulls out the sword and kills himself. The Last Supper, I call it. That was evening, the Last Supper. Then you go a little further and get away from him. Go to another man that you know, and his name was Jesus. And Jesus, we will find he was fighting a battle too. Everybody was against him. His own people, his own sheep, they were scattered. It looked like a battle that was completely lost. And we will find, before he went into that battle, he ate the last 
Supper. And we'll find out Judas ate with him the Last Supper. And what did he do? Go do what you must do. In other words, he couldn't even do what he wanted to do, Judas. And so we'll find then Judas. What did he do? He got up and he went into the dark. Yes, there's a little bit more to it. But at the end, what did he do? Some people don't put it this way. But what he done, he put a spear into the ground. And he run and he jumped on it. And he died for the spear. He died lost and undone. But that man called Jesus had the last supper. And the battle went on. And as the battle went on, they hung him on the cross. His last words, it is finished. He gave up the ghost. He died. The devils in hell, I suppose they jumped for joy. We finally got rid of that guy. Finally got rid of the Son of God. But we'll find out. They took him down. It was dark. Our Lord and Master was in darkness. They took him down and they buried him in a tomb. In a dark, cold tomb. Darkness. Never again. It's done with. But we'll find out. It was on Easter morning that we talk about. He rose from the grave. He could walk through doors. That were closed. But the tomb was open. And the reason the tomb was open. So that we could see in. That bright and shiny morning. I can just see it now. That our Jesus stepped out. I am the light of the world. I come to light every man. I come to save you. I come. That if you just choose me. But if you don't choose me. There's a big world out there. And that world, it's got for you what you call satisfaction at times. It's called a good time. It's called, in the scripture, it was even called pleasure. But we will find after the pleasure, death comes. But after the joy of God, eternal life comes. The light is shining for you and me. I think of myself many times. I think about, you know, he'd probably just throw me out if I got carried away in this church. But I think one thing about it, there's coming a time where we're either going to get carried away in this church or this church is going to close. And those who remain here are not going to run it. Except for they go back to this here. That is the only way. It is a light unto our pathway. Yes. Praise, the Lord. Praise the Lord. God is good. Yes. I've got five minutes. I'm not going to take it. The reason I'm cutting short is because I've got a lot of problems. I want to talk to you about <laughs> I picked up my compressor yesterday. 
It's got wheels, but it was in the back of my car, and I picked it up, and I become Hercules or Samson. <laughs> I set it down, and since that time, a lot of things don't work quite like they should. <laughs> yeah. So I stay close to this in case something down there doesn't go right. And I try to keep my eyes that are in my head in the right places. So a lot of things I might have forgot to say because i got a lot to think about. And that is standing on my own two feet. Let us just stand at this time. Is there any announcements, anything? If not, remember one thing. You've got choice. You've got choice. You can fight the church. You can fight God. You can go against the Bible. It's your choice. Do whatever you want. It's your choice. But I'm here to say there's a judgment day coming in that one that left the grave open so that you could see him to know that he resurrected and sitting on the right hand of the Father. And he is King of King and Lord of Lord. Raise your hands towards God and give him the praise. Mighty God, we give you the praise. I thank you, Lord, for your word, Lord. I thank you, mighty God, Lord, for your word, Lord. I thank you for your life, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for the brightness of it, Lord. I thank you, Lord, if they want to call it rules, Lord. I thank you for them, Lord, that have kept me, Lord, throughout the years, Lord. And when I stumbled, Lord, oh, you picked me up and you loved me, Lord. You never forgot me, even though sometimes I have forgotten you. Lord, you have been a God. It has been a God that is closer than my earthly father is. You become a father to me, Lord. And I want to be your child. I want to walk in your pathways, Lord. I want to show forth the glory of God. Lord, I really want to choose, Lord, to be different than what I really am now, Lord. Lord, I don't like the back seat, Lord. But it's okay, Lord, as long as there's a light back there. I give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank <laughs> you.